A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Welcome to Handbags at Dawn, the show that places great importance and hallowed meaning on the stuff and nonsense in handbags. <coughs> opening your bags, girls, is like opening your minds. Apart from all the raisins, there are no raisins in your minds. Here are two women who know their place, which is more often than not in front of a microphone, laptop, or the Daily Mail sidebar of shame. It's Charlotte Edmonds and Jessica Johnson. I'm a TV creative and mother of two. What does that mean? Which part? Uh, the TV thing. Nobody knows, really. Mainly looking very important, talking loudly about risk and the importance of great casting, and cultivating extremely complex coffee orders. Ooh, such as? I once ordered a black cappuccino. It was a high point for me, but definitely a low one for the barista. I'm a writer and journalist, as well as a mother of two. After working at the Telegraph Times and Vanessa Porte matches fashion, I went freelance for the sake of my children, who were distraught. What? They said they'd been looking forward to having a nanny. So this is how the show works. We pull an item out of the handbag and must discuss it, or the things it makes us think about until we've decided we've run out of steam or that it's causing too much tension. We will talk on this matter until, as women so often are in the middle of sentences that could have gone on to become extremely funny and clever, we're interrupted by an uninvited comment or surprising yell. You see, uninvited and always surprising. This is the one with a backlash against the fetishization of motherhood, a mutual dislike of Valentine's Day, and guilty confessions of cars filled with crap. Okay! Now, like a shifty fox sneaking from a pile of rubbish sacks, here comes another beast with no natural predators. I give you the handbag! So, Jess, have a little rootle around in the handbag. There we go. Ah. Yes. What have you Gosh, found? that's a sorry state. I've discovered an iPhone with a very, very smashed screen. How this... did that happen, Charlotte? <laughs> you sound like the man in the Apple store. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I smashed that. I smashed that good and proper, Jess. Uh, while I was taking it out to take a photo of my child, one of probably four to 5,000 of the day, maybe the child had moved slightly to the left from the last time. And don't you find you take 
eight to ten pictures of the child in the same position just in case well what just in case what why do i do that why did two would be enough two is like one is good then you've got a backup why eight just exactly. stay, there, stay there boom 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 150 pictures so this smashed and it is sad but i think someone somewhere was trying to tell me something and that is enjoy the moment and stop taking pictures of it all the time Oh, well, I mean, this is a rich seam, Charlotte, isn't it? I mean, you know, I, I have lost count of the number of phones which have uh, been dropped down the loo, thrown in the bath, because I was that tired. Um, so, yes, I've definitely lost a lot of phones to um, to this thing called motherhood. Oh, hang on there. You said the word tired, which is a little bit like bingo in this in this podcast, because people often say, when you're tired... And you say you're tired, and then they say they're tired, and then the person goes, it's not a competition. Well, I would like to introduce the tiredness competition to this. You know, in the manner of the omelette challenge, when people have to see how quickly they can make an omelette. I have never heard of this omelette challenge. Yes, there's an omelette challenge. <laughs> okay, with the omelette program, there's an omelette challenge. And basically what people do is they fling eggs, they show the eggs to the frying pan, and then they serve them up, and the host has to try and eat them and not die. <laughs> that sounds like how I cook for my kids. Yes, yeah. these are raw eggs masquerading as a cooked dish. Okay, um, but so they do this thing, and every week people come on and go, "Oh, how quickly can I make an omelet?" I would like to see how tired we both are this week. So this week, my tiredness levels were apparent when I tried to open a drawer, couldn't, and then cried. Ah, <laughs> and then my my two year old came and pulled out. I was just as gentle crying it wasn't. I wasn't racked with sobs. It was just a, a helplessness. A mewling. A mewled. Yeah, a mewled. mewled. I did mewling. And my little girl came and she pulled out the tights that were blocking it and went, there you go, mummy. And she stroked my arm. <laughs> and I went, thank you. And I realised I needed an early night. Okay, so yeah, I think I probably can top that. Um, I think when my son was four days old, um, I was standing at the sink washing up and saw my phone grabbed it and washed it up literally scrubbed it looked at it scrubbed it again rinsed it <laughs> and then put it in the drying rack and then and only then did i realize what i'd done because then i'd also realize that then i would have lost all of the precious photos the thousands of photos that oh, i'd no. taken Just of said baby them. yeah gone gone no. lost forever god tiredness man it's destructive it really is my husband and i have actually got a policy um where we've we've decided that for the sake of our marriage um that anything that is said slash shouted or hissed at each other between midnight and six in the morning doesn't count that is the best system ever i think it's the only system if you want to establish some kind of working relationship as parents with one another as a partnership yeah you have to have these kind of guidelines well there just were too many uncomfortable silences over the cheerios the following morning um so we decided that we needed to kind of address that it's a good rule <laughs> so yes okay so that concludes this week's tiredness roundup um <laughs> we've transgressed just back to what you were saying before yeah i mean the taking pictures of children constantly and then uploading them onto Instagram, Facebook, you know, I mean, I think this whole motherhood challenge thing has been an interesting um, thing on this very issue because there's been a massive backlash with it. Um, did you do it? Were you nominated? So the only things I saw of this 
was a backlash against the original. I think I've got extremely brilliant friends. Isn't it three or four pictures or five pictures? What is it? So the idea originally was to post three or five pictures, whatever it was, of um, your children, things that make you feel proud of being a mother. And I was nominated um, by my sister-in-law actually. And it was, you know, obviously I think the initial idea was very sweet and touching and it was quite sweet to kind of look at each other's pictures and everything. And then I just thought, I don't actually want to do this. I don't want to, you know, this is all a bit smug. That was mine. And I was sort of cringing a little bit. I didn't, I didn't like the idea of it at all. And I do put pictures of my children up occasionally, occasionally. Um, but I really just felt uncomfortable with it. And then obviously, as this whole campaign has kind of gathered pace and you had the kind of anti, um, anti-pose of kind of single women cozying up with their you know bottle of wine. of wine then again i think it has been an interesting thing because it's become another thing to try and beat women with and try to separate women and pit them against one another yeah well it sounds to me like something that's veiled in beauty and emotion and actually is just another way to compete with each other yeah i completely agree but then i think in the, in a way then because the backlash has been so vicious in a way and then it's actually made the women that maybe did get involved with it it's made them feel a bit silly and defensive and surely that's not good either no i'm terribly old-fashioned okay so i have this thing i don't like posting any pictures of my children and i tell you why i think i think the world has become so accustomed to it happening and people bemoan the fact that when you get into your 30s suddenly your facebook feed goes from people being sick on themselves um, having drunk 14 fish bowls, just suddenly being someone covered in baby sick. I have this view that I don't own my children's image and I don't have the right to put photographs of them without their say-so. Those photographs are going to be around forever and if someone decides to screen grab them or whatever, that is in the public sphere forever. Now, we have enough to worry about with ourselves. People posting terrible pictures of us, greasy heads, unflattering angles, having a fat day, all these things that you just desperately hope someone is not going to put that photo of you on Facebook and yes, you can untag yourself, but you can't stop that person putting it on. But we're grown-ups, and I, I think if I looked back at the photographs of myself when I was naked on the table eating my granddad's chips, I don't know, I mean, God damn it, I've said it now, you know it exists, <laughs> but I don't know if I'd want that to be online. If I do want to be, as an adult, I feel like I can make the decision to put it on now, but I'm pleased my mum has decided not to. And I, so I have this, I have this strange feeling that as much as it's gorgeous, and I love actually seeing my friends' kids on there, and I think, oh, well, of course, haven't they grown? Because that's the you know default reaction to pictures of children. Um, I don't want to do it. My biggest problem is taking someone's image that I don't think is mine to take and putting it out there forever. Yeah, I completely see your point. But it should be, you know, it should be a really lovely thing. You're showing your friends, your child, and your family life. I, I when I joined Facebook, I used to put loads of pictures on there. I scrolled back through the other day and looked at some of the abominations that are up there before I knew better. And now since I've become slightly older and possibly uglier, I'm more concerned about the stuff that goes online. I mean, to be honest, and I'm a mother of two, it gets boring seeing constant pictures coming up in your feed of other people's children. I mean, it really does. I mean, it's quite sweet, but it does get a bit dull after a while. So you can completely understand that for people not in your world that it's going to be a bit alienating and a bit 
boring. Do you know though? That's not it for me. Because when you post pictures occasionally of your two, or you you what you do, which I love, and another friend of mine does it, you post things when the kids have said something really amusing. <laughs> that is wonderful in my opinion i love that bit that one of my friends the other day posted uh, a transcript of her conversation with her son where he had said to her mummy i love you and she said oh that's so lovely why that's why did you say that and he went because you take my tags off my new things and she went it's not really a reason though is it to love me but thanks <laughs> thanks it's all the, the little same. things it's the little things um and but i really liked that and and so i i think it's not for me that it's boring it's just that i don't feel like i have the right to do it you know you think about you know baptizing your child and then it's their decision if they want to go through confirmation yeah. i feel like this could be like a you announce the child's birth and then you go it's up to you now if you want to rest on yeah, I think that is a really, really good point. I've, yeah, definitely. That's going to make me kind of rethink. I mean, I definitely reset all my privacy settings. and Because then you're putting it out there and then it's, it can be seen by anybody because it's the network is just so big. Don't lick the bin. Shall we take that as an excellent sign that we should stop talking about this and think about something else? Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. It's my go, Jessica. I get to have a little look in the handbag. Let's see what we can find in, in here. The, your lucky dip. Ooh, interesting. Car keys. Uh, I, I think that this calls for a chat about the interior of cars and how it's acceptable, in my opinion, to scatter the floor with, read, with breadsticks, spare shoes, individual socks, um, uh, toys for long journeys, magazines we've had for three years, um, raisins, naturally old baby wipes old baby wipes dry ones dry ones yes. dry ones uh cuddly toys for moments of sadness um and uh dried lipsticks that you've handed to the children to entertain themselves when you're stuck in traffic now i have a situation in my relationship where apparently that's not acceptable and i think this is my vehicle I am the queen of this car and I'm the person who drives it for hours on end with these children and yes, yes I throw cereal bars into the back and go just take that as I'm driving just with one hand. Just stop screaming at me. This is, you're be, it's being dangerous. I think cleaning out my car is potentially a hazard because I need these props to get me through journeys safely. So this is what I suggest, that people should be free to have dirty cars, they should go forth in their filth and drive happily with breadsticks adorning their feet. I am never happier than when my car is like a skip on wheels. But I have to say, um, I am married to somebody with 
OCD who cannot bear the car carpeted, shall we say, um, and um, has a, a kind of panic attack when he sees the car on a Saturday morning. He cannot get into it. He cannot go anywhere unless the car is clean. And I've definitely had a few kind of shameful moments at the school gate when somebody's asked me if I could do a last minute lift for their child or they happen to look in, come and chat to me when I'm sitting in when my the car. Doors open. And you can see them kind of glancing around the car in this kind of look of horror. I feel the same thing. My husband stands in front of the car in the manner of someone who's trying to let someone change into a swimming costume on the beach. And he looks really, really worried and really embarrassed if people come near. And I think it doesn't reflect on you, don't worry, these people don't care. And he goes, you were wrong on every count. I think, Jess, this is one of the reasons you and I are friends. I think we're drawn together by our mutual acceptance of dirty cars. Um, I didn't realise it until today. scruffiness. Okay, I'm relieved it's not just me. I like the fact, you know, in Friends, that beacon of modernity. Yes, it's just dating us somewhat. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Monica has that cupboard that she flings everything. It's like her shameful pit of disgrace. And I think my car's that. In the homestead... I'm I'm good. We have I'm to good. kind of keep a general air of uh, keeping on top of things. Yeah, I mean, ish. you know, ish. I really have my moments, but ish. ish. And if people come around and make an effort, the car, I anything just, goes. Yeah, I run riot. Oh, Jess, the bell tolleth. We must move on. <laughs> we must move on. What is next? What is next? Let's have a look, Jess. You're okay. Oh, let's have a look. Oh, you're romantic. We have here a Valentine's card for Tis the Season. Oh, love hearts popping above our heads. Um, Valentine's Day. Hmm. Still relevant now that you're sort of uh, in the trenches of motherhood and, you know, pretty well established in your relationship now? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to say yes. <laughs> It doesn't have that excitement of when you are 12 to 13 years old and you're at school and everyone's like, did you get one, did you get one, no, no, wait. And everyone got one from their dad. Yeah, I mean, let's be <laughs> Maybe one girl got one from a real boy. It was so exciting. But my biggest issue with Valentine's Day is the awful restauranting that goes on. I hate being forced to have fun. I hate being told I should feel a certain way. I'm very contrary, generally, as a person. Um, if someone says I should read Harry Potter, I say no. I will never read Harry Potter. I never read Harry Potter you either. Suggest, these are the reasons we're friends. Yeah, we're friends. I Messy will cars, not bow don't to read peer Harry pressure. Potter. So the fact that everyone has decided to be in love on that day makes me want to not be in love and probably be in a mood. And push the prices up, might I add. And reduce the choice on offer and the quality of the food. The portion sizes get smaller just because you've put... A love heart of raspberry coulis around this doesn't mean it tastes any better. I mean, this is making me sound like a Curmudgeon. Yeah. <laughs> so there's many good things about Valentine's Day. It is an opportunity to tell people you love them. The girls got a card from my husband last year and they just thought that was just the loveliest thing ever. They're very excited about it. It's is it wrong? It's for it's children. It's for the kids. <laughs> it's for what the about children. You? Are you no, and your completely. trap still? Oh Love yes, yes. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's all about the um, the heart adorned boxer shorts, and um, you know, yeah, absolutely. No, definitely not. And um, but then again, it's just it's another 
thing because there'll be yet more posts on Facebook or whatever, Instagram of people who have got beautiful, tasteful gifts bought for them or they've been taken out somewhere wonderful for dinner. And while your rational side is thinking, but I don't want to go out to a restaurant on Valentine's Day, it's unspeakably naff. Um, there's part of you that's also thinking, why, 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 why wasn't I taken out to uh, some fabulous restaurant, wined and dined and what have you, we Valentine's? Are, we are complex creatures. We women. are. Because I feel the same. I feel that pull within me. I want to be sensible and annoyed. That's what I want to be. But inside, yeah, I kind of still a little bit romantic and feeling there should have been a gesture. Where's the gesture? And then <laughs> let's be honest, when uh, the 15th of February rolls around and you've literally had one card which was handed to you at about five o'clock in the evening or actually on the way home from work. And uh, yeah, you're, you're actually secretly thinking, oh, well, there's another Valentine's Day comes and goes. And I don't care that I said that I don't want to celebrate Valentine's Day. You know, a bunch of flowers would be nice. You're Dinner right. would have been nice, even though beforehand you were saying definitely not. This is the other thing, though. I do find now, is it just because I'm a grown up now and didn't notice it before because it was someone else's responsibility to buy cards and gifts? But is there an onslaught of commercial celebrations dreamt up by Clinton cards and the such like? more so than ever before or is it just me like the amount of celebration and anniversaries and buying and people seem to buy a lot more stuff to celebrate than they ever did before and by the way when did cards and why did cards become as expensive as they are they are folded bits of paper increasingly with minimalistic designs with just one tiny heart that's the size of a speck of dust but because it's embroidered that will set you back four pounds fifty because it's tasteful the more tasteful read the more simplistic therefore you'd think the cheaper no the more expensive that is not a cool trend. And who wants to spend really five pounds on a card? What can you buy for five pounds? You could buy an ironic box of a uh, milk tray. I think that would kind of raise a, a wry smile. I like milk tray. Um, I love. I have to say, I love milk tray. Love and 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 the milk tray man's coming back. I heard this, but he's a real person. Oh, a real person. Yeah, apparently. Oh. He's a real person who has a real... I, yes, we like figments of imagination and fantasy. The whole Valentine's thing, even though you don't want it to, it does make you think about, you know, how your relationship is. Are we still re as romantic with each other as we used to be? Do we make enough of an effort? And I think that that's the problem. I mean, as much as we can kind of joke about, you know, flowers from the petrol station and whatever, um, and as much as you can think that you don't want to go out and celebrate Valentine's Day just because someone's telling me that I should, unfortunately for me, it does definitely make me think the next day, oh, but, you know, it would have been nice or, you know, and you do suddenly start finding yourself analysing your relationship and just think, gosh, we've been together quite a long time now. Does this mean that we just don't make that effort for each other? You know, we yeah, used is this to. the way it's going to be? I remember when my the first year that my husband and I were together, I got three, three cards, Charlotte, three. 
all from the same man, I have to say. I was going to say, um, what? Yeah, not not, not from various suitors. Not from three different suitors. Um, no, but, you know, it was all very... And, of course, it's a new relationship. Of course, it's going to change. You were being courted. I was being courted and, and wooed. 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 Mm. Um, but, of course, that's going to change. You've had two children. You have a mortgage together. You have arguments over whose turn it is to scrub the loo. Um of course, the romance is going to go out a little bit. But, you know, I guess it's a bit of a reminder on the plus side that, you know, maybe we should just do something a bit thoughtful and caring and sweet and a bit naff. In fact, I have actually bought a, a new card this year. I haven't actually just gone to the, the card drawer. Sorry, I just thought that you meant that maybe every year you just scribbled out what you wrote last year and wrote something else underneath it. I mean, You splashed much. down a whole new card. I have I've, I've bought a whole new card. You know, one time there was a um, Deepest Sympathy card and I had to sort of make a play on that. Deepest Sympathy, it's another year we've been together. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, kind of thing you it's know creative. so no i think it's interesting to make you think about um you know whether we make enough effort and i think that we um as women we pour a lot of effort into our children definitely um and also into our relationships with our friends i think that um you know we will often you know wear our nicest clothes um, bring out our most sparkly conversation if we're meeting up with a girlfriend yes that's made me feel quite bad actually <laughs> well that's I, definitely not the intention the 14th should be a day of love and we should sit down and have our sparkliest conversations and bring out our best selves for the person we love the most and yeah just embrace it for all its naff commercialization let's just there let's are, just do it yeah there are other more important things to get annoyed about <laughs> oh that was an excellent time for that to happen actually i think we came to a lovely natural end here endeth the podcast for today um we wish you all of the love in the world this coming valentine's day don't we we do we do go on splash out buy him a card big kisses xoxo <laughs> lols no what's that laugh out loud i always get that wrong <laughs> hi i'm down with no kids whatsoever Mommy! I love yeah you can The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.